This is 8-Bit, episode 83, Pleasant Surprises, on Sunday, July 6th, 2014. And now with more pow! This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. Alright, so, 4th of July happened. I mean, America Day happened. Boom, boom, pow, pow. <laughs> know what I mean? Know what I mean? Say no more. Especially with the bangs. Hold on, we can't make British references here today. Because it's America, America Day. Bald eagles and star-spangled banners and explosions. And really bad beer. And karaoke? And karaoke. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, we're off for, uh, well, away from camp anyway, for 4th of July week. Um, Which is off. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but now we're on for the podcast. Uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, if I could make a job out of this, I would. So whenever you turn me off, you turn me on? That's confusing, except you spin me right round, baby. Right round. When you go down. When you go down. All right, we're going with that version. (laughs) (laughs) So... I mean, for 4th of July, my family did a a special thing where we decided to finally go back up to Nana's lake house on Blue Lake near um, Zimmerman, Minnesota, um, for the first time in like five years or something. The last time I remember being there was when Katie graduated from high school, and she's two years older than us. Katie Beer? Yeah. Okay. Um, Katie. And yeah, she's in Hawaii now, by the way. Like, she's living in Hawaii. Why? What for? Did she I, get a job out there? Or? She decided that she wanted to try out living in Hawaii. Oh. So. Well, I hear it's more expensive yeah. out there. Right. But hopefully that goes with being able to find jobs that are higher paying in Hawaii. Because you'd think. You otherwise, would. they just have hobos wandering around, right? Exactly. Well, they might. I don't know. They might. Well, I mean, it's a warm place. so That's true. There's no better place to be a hobo than a warm place. I hear that they also have the same kind of problem in, like, the San Francisco area where all of the housing is all of a sudden more expensive because of the tech boom, you know, and Silicon Valley is right there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, What were we talking about? Right, Lake House. Lake House. Um, so... I decided to take... <laughs> Which Zach had a thing for. Zach had a thing for Oh my god! your cousins. Well, no, no, no. That was, that was Victoria. He had a thing yeah. for Katie, too. Did he? Yeah. Of course. Of course he did. <laughs> I just remember on a camp for out... Victoria. Yeah, for Victoria when we were having a snowball fight. Um, Thankfully, your little brother is not listening to any of this, so he has no idea what we're oh, talking he d- about. Oh, he I mean... I remember that. I, yeah, he was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember he was in Boy Scouts with us? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's not that much younger than us. That's right. No. He's actually an adult. Oh, that's one thing that we did. We went and put our paychecks in, and at the same time, he uh, changed his adolescent uh, bank account to an adult one. And Boom. that like took forever, and I was just standing there next to him making jokes about, yeah, he's his own man now, and you know. <laughs> Caleb, are you causing problems for these nice people, you know, and stuff like that, you know, and, and <laughs> the the bankers thought I was hilarious. Um, He's a strong, independent man who don't need no man? Who don't need no parents? Well, no. he kind of does. He kind of does. Yeah, he really does. We um, really do. All of us do still. Yeah. Um, though I'm pretty proud of him because he got like a $10,000 scholarship from UMD and he just got his AP test scores back and they were all fours or fives this year. And you took like, what, six of them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, six AP tests. Um, so he's not a complete pushover, turns out. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. Well, we, not in academic means no, anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we were 
our family was going to go up to Nana's lake house, uh, spend a few days there, and travel down the Rum River uh, on canoes. Rum River. So since we only, we don't own any canoes on our own, uh, we were borrowing one from the Hollies, and then we were going to borrow two from Sonia's parents. And I took the opportunity to go up to Sonia's house a a day early, uh, as I am wont to do. Uh, (laughs) Hung out with her for a while. Go figure. And and Yeah, exactly. Um, And so, let's see, that was... That was on Wednesday evening, and then Thursday evening, we all went to the lake house, and Friday, we spent the day um, kind of practicing on the lake, you know, on the canoes and stuff, and just kind of chilling. Um, turns out that the lake house has Wi-Fi now, huh? so that was nice, because T-Mobile doesn't have any coverage there. <laughs> yeah, that was the only reason that I had contact with the outside world for those few days. Mm-hmm. Um, just handy for planning things like this. Quite, indeed. Um and then we did our, our, our Rum River trip, which was... Old Rum River. It was awful. Well, it was kind of awful, but it had good memories. <laughs> I mean, it was awful in the way that Philmont was awful. It was really hard, and it sucked during it. But I'm looking back on it now and going, man, what a great memory to have. Well, why don't you tell us why it was awfully fun? Yeah, so so we started out, it was going to be 16 miles um, over the course of, you know, an afternoon. Um and it started off pretty normal. We knew that the Rum River was kind of high. Um, and so we, you know, we were kind of counting on maybe it'll be a little fast, but you know, if it's high, then we'll be like, you know, higher up than, than you normally would in relation to things that we might be bumping into in the river, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it's also been storming for the last few weeks. Yep. So there are a bunch of down trees which float. So we ended up going, having like to, well, a bunch of the trees were still attached to the shore though. Ooh. So we would have to like either go way to the left or way to the right to avoid them or we would have to just find a way through them like, like you know, ducking under them or trying to hop like the canoes over them. And it was, after a while, we started to find places where there was no way through whatsoever. So we had to portage. And... Uh, almost half of our group didn't have shoes at all. So we're walking along on this, you know, usually the, the gross, disgusting bog stuff was the best because that's easy on the feet. Squish, even squish. though it's squishy. Yeah. Um, uh, at other times it was, yeah, um, like stinging nettles and, uh, oh. you know, little sticks that poke at your feet and always everywhere. If we ever got out of the canoes, mosquitoes would eat us alive no matter what we did. Um, so, you know, we, when we stopped for lunch, we stopped for lunch for about five minutes to, to eat because we were just getting eaten alive. Also, we saw a giant wolf spider when we stopped for lunch. Um, yeah, I'm glad that nobody got bitten by that. Um, how big? It was, it was a good two and a half inches long, including the legs. Um, it was, it was a good sized wolf spider. Yeah. Had some interesting stripes on it. I would have liked to have taken a closer look, but no. No. No, not at all. They are rather aggressive and territorial. No. Yeah. Um, and also, of course, I told you that we only had what water we had with us because there's no place to fill up your waters on the on the Rum River. And the lunch that we planned out was all like dehydrated stuff. So turkey jerky and trail mix. We didn't even open the trail mix because by that time we realized, oh, that's going to be salty and uh-huh. like just dry us out and be terrible. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, all three canoes capsized at one point. Oh. Um, not, not all at the same time. But throughout the trip, all three of them capsized. Um, Dad and Mom capsized twice. And one of those times, the canoe got sucked under a bunch of floating logs. 
and they spent like 10, 15 minutes trying to find it, you know, um, and, and mom kept like trying to put her feet like near the bottom to, to try and get it. And we're like, mom, stop that. You're going to get sucked under two and we're never going to see you again. Um, and luckily, like, so my canoe was, was way behind the rest of the canoes at that point. Um, and by the time we got there, they were like, yeah, we lost a canoe. And we're like, what? Um, and so, and that was one of Sonia's parents canoes. So we were like, oh, crap we like we can't go back there with just one canoe what are we gonna do <laughs> um and then but then a couple of minutes later it like popped out the other side of that big pile of logs and yeah it and just like kind of kept on floating and we like you know managed to catch it and bring it to shore and 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 flip it back over and everything and throughout the whole thing the only item that we lost was one baseball cap and it, yeah it was dad's um urban cross baseball cap Aww. yeah i mean but that just means that mine's a little bit, you know, rarer now, and uh, it has more value, right? Yeah, there we go. But two is more valuable than one. Yes, but the other one wasn't mine. I'm looking out for numero uno here. <laughs> Needless to say, also, we got pretty darn sunburnt, especially Sonia, who's very fair-skinned. Um, <laughs> but I've managed to kind of move my uh, my farmer's tan up more. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, that's right. So We're now, in studio. We got to take shirts. Yeah, off. yeah. Shirts off. So yeah, now I have kind of a a PFD tan line, as you can see. It's it's. I'm nice and sunburnt on on the tops of my shoulders and on the back of my neck. Um, but it'll turn into a tan soon enough. As the aquatics director, I approve. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, yes, you must, Caleb. <laughs> if only our girlfriends adhere to this rule. <laughs> wow. Well, actually, no, I wouldn't want. <laughs> And moving on. And moving on. <laughs> yeah, so the, I mean, America Day was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, downsides, of course, were we were trying to go to sleep when everybody else was doing fireworks. And since we're on a lake, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's nobody patrolling around to, you know, make people stop shooting off fireworks. And then, of course, the karaoke on the other side of the lake that was playing loud enough that we could hear it clearly. Party in the USA. Yeah, they sing atrociously and that's coming from me mm-hmm. <laughs> one would happen if mr oyen was there <laughs> <laughs> let's not do that again oh speaking of america day as we were going down the rum river there was this one bald eagle that kept like we we saw it you know and then it would like take off and fly down the river a little ways and then we would like catch up to it and it would take off and fly down the river more like I don't know. Either it was guiding us or running away from us. But it was if it was running away, it was doing so terribly because it was staying right in our path. <laughs> we'll just think that it's guiding you. Yeah. Spirit of America. Kaka! Kaka! I hope that Miyagi is listening to this. He might eventually. Yeah. Who knows? Eventually. Schmeagel might. I mean, yeah, I, I do love it that uh, some of our, our most hardcore fans are other camp staff. Who enjoy it because they have the same sense of humor as we do. Yes. So shout out to all the camp staff that. Hey oh. Hey oh. Steve. Hey oh. That reminds me of a song. A song. A song. Oh, no. <laughs> not on here. Not if I'm not paid to. <laughs> all right. Well, we should get a sponsor so we can get paid to sing. Working on that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that never happened. I remember that. What? Um, your. The your dad's coworker who had like a oh, yeah. podcast network that was going to maybe put us on his website. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, he said he was going to contact me later with info, and mm-hmm. then never contacted me. So. Well, it's not too late to be ne- uh, later. It's still later. Mm-hmm. And it's not quite never yet. Nope. So, what did you do for your break? 
What did I do for my break? Well, let's see. Um, drove up to Northern's, Northern Pines Camp and back in a day to drop off Wait. Galen. Oh, oh, Galen's working at the Methodist camp. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. He's ground maintenance. He's, he's doing what he can. He's, he's the new guy and it's a really small staff. It's mm-hmm. eight people. Yeah. So he, he, it is a fairly small camp. Yeah. And he's the youngest one by about three years or so. So he's, hmm. he's having a little bit of trouble in some ways, but he's, he's That's doing an okay. old staff. I know. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So do they, do, do they as staff run program usually or are they just, I don't believe so. I know that they can act as lifeguards. Okay. Um, and they actually do do lifeguard training. Like if you go up and work for them, they will train you. Um, they'll give you CPR, first aid, and uh, Red Cross lifeguard with the waterfront add-on. So most of what happens at Northern Pines is kind of similar to Storm Camp, where the group that's there is doing whatever they do, and the staff are just there to make sure that things are nice for them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, let's see. So there was that day. Um... And Sarah was co-piloting for you for that? Yeah. Because I wasn't there. Yep. Yeah. Though she lied to her parents about where she was going. <laughs> what? Well, she said that we had just been hanging out, hanging out all day and we just sat and talked around all day. So it's not really lying. <laughs> you were sitting for pretty much the whole day mm-hmm. and you were probably talking for pretty much the whole day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, afterwards we went to, um, the, the new Transformers movie. Oh yeah. Which is just how the, um, the review said it would be. No plot line, no character development, but we love it anyway because explosions. Sure. I wouldn't love it. <laughs> I saw a billboard today for the Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Mm-hmm. That, I'm excited for That's that. going to be great. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of sad, though, because like I was hoping to get to see that with Sonya, and it sounds like that's probably not going to happen because she's going to be all the way up in Morris. Mm. And that's August 1st. So I might not even see her again until I leave for Sweden. Yeah, that's going to... Well, that's not okay. This is going to be a long time. You should drive home. As in drive up to her house on the night that you get off and then spend the day with her. Boy, I don't know. When does she go to Morris exactly? Because she's, she's working at on campus starting sometime in July. Mm. And we're in July now. <clears throat> so I don't know exactly when she's going up to Morris. You have no excuses. Ewok drove from Duluth, to and from Duluth, um, every weekend to come and work at camp. Right. But that's not one day off a week. True. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, you know, three hours driving each way uh, in your car, since I don't have a car oh, now, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you know, for for a, less than 24 hours. And I kind of like that car because, you know, I get to see Sarah with it. There you go. All that fun stuff. So, yeah, and we'll see if it happens. We'll see. Oh, you know what's, you know what's great? Me. For camping, Me. especially? Me. No. Well, yes, but <laughs> camping is great for giving us crazy dreams. Yes. I had, so I had two Salsa interesting dreams bed. this, this, uh, this week. And one of them, I think, was, it has the makings of a classic. Like, there are a few dreams that I remember from my childhood, you know, still, like, vividly, because they were just so crazy and so awesome. And I think this is going to join that list. Stirring um, the rice? Stirring. Which one was that one? I don't know. I remember it was like, I think you were summoning a bunch of superheroes or something like that, and you had to give them the signal, and the signal was stirring the rice. <laughs> All I remember is that you were telling me about this dream as we were on our way to a camping trip or from a camping trip stirring the when rice. we were younger. <laughs> that, 
it sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't remember any other details from that dream. Well, we'll have um, to make it a um, an innuendo of something. Or all right, other. all right. Actually, speaking of rice, we had several electronics go in the drink during our trip, including Dad's cell phone and both of the uh, the cameras. I thankfully did not bring my cell phone with me because I was like, nope, no, not happening. Um, and yeah, so we're going to have to find some rice bags for those. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, why didn't they just carry them in bags to begin with? I think they were. It didn't matter. Didn't matter? Didn't matter. No. Why I got in anyway? Yeah. How? Well, so most of the Ziploc bags that my family owns have been used for other things at some point. Ah. Yeah. Because okay. we don't throw things away. No. Um, yeah. Anyway, so this, so this, this dream that I had, I haven't posted it on my blog yet. Okay. Um, but I got up this morning at like five o'clock when I, when I woke up from the dream and wrote a, a bunch of bullet points down. So here's, here's how it went. Um, oh boy. Yeah. I'm going to just sit back and listen. <laughs> you better. So, um, I was at a Mercy Me concert at the beginning of this dream. Um, although Mercy Me didn't appear to be, you know, the actual, like, members of Mercy Me in real life. Um, and I was helping out, like, on stage, kind of, you know, doing doing some, um, you know, stage moving around stuff. Uh, I was a stagehand, essentially. Um, but then they, like, one of their members also kept, like, sticking a microphone in my face and trying to get me to sing along, like, doing the backup vocals. And I'm like, no, no I, I don't sing. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and then, like, their lead singer took me and started doing this stunt with me where he would, like, throw me up in the air, like... 40 feet in the air. And I know how high 40 feet is because that's a little bit higher than our uh, climbing tower uh, at Filippo. Um, and, and like, I would just, like, hover there for a while because this is a dream. And I was, like, I was super scared. I was, like, this is not okay. Like, I, I'm going to die here. And then I would, like, fall back down and he would catch me. And then, and then he would throw me back up. And then, like, the last time, he throws me up and then, like, just kind of lets me drop. And I fall down onto the ground. But I'm, like, I'm okay because, it, you know, I had, like, I don't know, a feather falling enchantment or something. Is the and, is it bad that the only thing that I can think of? Well, at least it's a Christian concert, you know, so you know where you'll be going. Well, because praise <laughs> Jeebus! Actually, it appeared to be a concert for a bunch of Girl Scouts, because there were only girls in the crowd. Um, so I guess it was, it was like the Lakeville Girl Scouts there or something. Um, and I landed. They'll be there next week. And I, and I looked at the person next to me, and she was just like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and then I fainted, <laughs> and I, I just passed out. And apparently, she knew what she was doing because she's like immediately like called for uh, an EMT because they, you know, they obviously had a bunch of medical staff there. And she called for like an AED and like a CPR kit or something. And and like I can hear all of this because it's my dream, even mm-hmm. though I'm passed out. Um, and and then I, you know, right before she's like about to start giving me CPR, I don't know why passing out dictates CPR, but anyway. Uh, so I wake up. And, like, it, do you remember when Hilario passed out when we were at Itasca State Park? Yep. And that first responder lady was there, and then when he woke up, he just started flirting with her? Yep. So, like, I totally woke up, I looked at her, and she was really cute, and I was just like, hi. And that was all <laughs> I could think to say. <laughs> uh, well, let's like, hope Sonya doesn't listen to this, although she's getting jealous of it. Well, her. I mean, you know, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> what am I supposed to do when I wake up? Uh, hi. So, so then, like, the concert was over, and everybody's leaving. Apparently, this concert was happening at camp, because I left, and then we were in camp, um, and Rocket and I had to go to a training for, I don't know what for, but I was trying to figure out the directions to get to the place where the training was, because apparently it was all the way up at, like, Northland College or something. Um, and so I went to 
the staff lounge, which was not in Gwyn Center. Hmm. Like, the layout of the camp was completely wrong from real life. Um, it was up by, like, where the ranger yard was. But I, but the, the, um, Wi-Fi was being really flaky. And I couldn't... Well, that, that, that sounds about right. Well, yeah. Well, it, it's not right now. No. You know, now the Wi-Fi's fine. But anyway, so, and, and I, you know, I couldn't get, like, a good signal to get the directions. Also, my phone was freaking out because apparently Paul Schleep, who, uh, he is, uh, a student with me at Morris, uh, another uh, computer science student who has, you know, messed with my phone before. Uh, he was the one who changed the, the language settings to Greek one time. Um, he was, like, on my Chromebook for some reason, inserting images of Doge on top of my calendar. And those images of Doge were going up on my calendar on my phone as well. <laughs> and so I kept having to, like, tr- click and drag these things away to try to get to my calendar events. It was it was not working out very well. Um and so, so I, I, I was just getting really frustrated and everything. And then Dave comes up to me, Ranger Dave. And he's like, Finment, you can't be putting your car up in the Ranger yard. You can't just leave it there. You know, I, I have moved it down to, uh, next to the, the, uh, staff cabins. And I'm like, you know, I knew that I had like a legitimate reason for putting it up there, probably because we were about to go up to Northland College for a training for camp. Um, but I was just like, yeah, okay, okay. I won't do that again. You know, okay. And so then, so then we went down to the staff cabins to try to get all of our stuff together. Like there was, I, there were several things that we had to pack up and I was just, I was all stressed and everything in my dream. And there was some kid there who's like, try, oh, there were a bunch of little Girl Scouts trying to like sell Girl Scout cookies to everybody, even though they're all Girl Scouts there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who they're expecting to sell to, but yeah, so we passed by a bunch of them on our way down. Oh, of course we were riding our off-road scooters on our way down to the uh, staff cabins. Yep. It was great. Um, but we got down there, and then suddenly, like, I had a good signal. It was fine. Found the, you know, directions. We were about to get into our car to, to go to, uh, the, the training. And then I woke up. And I was like, man, that was, that was a really strange dream. <laughs> now it's time for training for life. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I have no idea where all of the different parts of that dream came from. But it was just like, it all worked together perfectly. Have you been to a Mercy Me concert? Mm-mm. Hmm. No, I've been to, been to Stephen Curtis Chapman a couple of times. One of them was the one where you fell asleep. Sorry. You fall asleep at a lot of things. You fall asleep playing, watching Tomb Raider. You fall asleep at Stephen Curtis Chapman. Well, I, I mean, mean, watching Tomb Raider is understandable. Um, I suppose. I, I can't sleep through movies ever, no matter what quality movie it is. <laughs> and then Stephen Curtis Chapman, I don't know why I fell asleep, but I was just really tired and I feel, I honestly still look back and I'm like, dang, why did I do that? <laughs> I don't remember what a single one of the songs were that he played at that concert, but you know. But it's still Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was my week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was pretty good. The week of weird and wild and not so wet and crazy dreams, but. Well, the week itself was wet though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also during this week, I did manage to find a few different headlines. I had got like a handful of them. From video game news, since I, you know, don't play video games anymore because it's summer. Mm-hmm. Ugh, and I don't have my computer, I just have that one that doesn't have any of the games that I want to play installed on it. That one. That one. That one. Yeah, the one that I'm going to be using while I'm in Sweden. 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 Uh, so, if you, the listener, are listening to this and you actually care about these headlines that we're about to talk about, you can go to thenexus.tv slash eb83 to see all of the show notes. All the flies. Well, the links. Yeah. Links. So, Twitch. We've started using Twitch, sort of. We, we used start, it once. You've started using Twitch. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I mean, I enjoy it. Um, 
as long as I'm doing something something interesting, which I'm not always doing. Um, anyway, they've introduced a new feature, Twitch YouTube Live Annotations. Um, it's a nifty little way. So, so you know how when you're watching like a YouTube video, sometimes the channel will have like um, a just a suggested like you should watch this next kind of thing um, that that pops up during the video. Um, you can have your Twitch account and your YouTube account linked up and have them display on your YouTube videos that you are currently streaming on Twitch if you are currently streaming on Twitch. Hmm. Pretty good way to, you know, get the word out there more that you are, you know, currently streaming on Twitch. Would ask for me. Yeah. I, I'm, so I'm just waiting for the day when they bring this to like your Steam profile. <laughs> Or I don't know. I don't know if the PlayStation Network or the Xbox profiles have this yet, but you know, um, just you know, a little thing on your Steam profile that says, "Hey, I'm streaming on Twitch right now." If you happen to be streaming on Twitch, but you see, they'd have to get that partnership going first. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, it doesn't seem infeasible that Valve and Twitch would talk to each other no. about that because no. why not? Yeah. As in, like, no, it doesn't seem infeasible. Yeah. All right. So, what's the movie that I fell asleep at? Tomb Raider. Why did I fall asleep at it? Because it's just a bunch of eye candy. Yep. Which and, was nice. And if you shut your eyes, then you don't get any of the candy anymore and you just want to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. 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 So I can never blink either. Um, <clears throat> don't blink. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> did you even get that reference? You got that reference, right? Doctor yeah. Who. Oh, good. Okay. Good. The Angels, the Weeping Angels. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you would watch that far. I hadn't. But I still know the reference. Okay. <laughs> Everybody knows that <laughs> reference. <laughs> no, but the only thing that I could think about right there was um, three... Uh, oh, shoot. Teal's joke. Oh, yes. Uh, three three guards meet on a neutral planet. Uh, a Horus guard, a serpent guard, and, and a Satesh guard. The Horus guard's beak... Gl- or it is a tense moment. The Horus guard's beak glistens. The uh, serpent guard's eyes glow. And the Satesh guards nose drips. And that was season two, Teal'c's first joke. Mm-hmm. All I can think of now is with that fake laughing, I did Sunny Side for Sarah. Oh no! Sunny Side of Life oh, while we were no. driving in the car back from Stillwater. And there's no escape from that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, was... wh- why were you talking about Tomb Raider just now? The Tomb Raider. Oh yeah. Hey, look. So um. So although we'll have to wait until holiday 2015 for the next Tomb Raider game, dang it, I want it now. Well, we we knew that it wasn't coming out. Until I know, then. I know. Still doesn't mean I can't whine about it. You can whine about a lot of things. I can, but only if I have good cheese to go with it. Um, <laughs> all right. So we can get more of Lara's story on October 20th when they release a novel called Tomb Raider: The Ten Thousand Immortals. I'm looking forward to it. I like doing tie-in things. I I'm gonna have to find time to read. Maybe. Oh, no. Finding time to read. Well, see, this is my issue. Whenever I get caught up in a good book, Mm -hmm. I literally get sucked in. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the only thing that can go on to my mind until I finish the book. So either I have, like, a week or so, well, not even a week, a couple days or so set aside to just plow through the book. Which was a lot easier when we were kids, admittedly, because schedules, what are those? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I sit and I, I essentially put off work. To go ahead and read the book because it's that sucking me in. You know, yeah, my life has gone. I, I used to do that with books, right? Then I did that with video games, yep. and now I do that with podcasts. <laughs> Finding news. <laughs> I'm bad. Crapper news. Yeah. So you could say it's crap news, but it's not really crap. Well, it better not. I try to find quality news. 
I hope I hope people enjoy it. I, I'd hope so too. Though I think that most people just listen to us because of our banter. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Some days. I don't know. I can't speak for people. That's true. People like what they like. Like Andrew Bailey. Mm-hmm. I don't, he, I don't know if he knows what he likes, you know. He, 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 we get so much feedback from him about different things. It's, you know, confusing. Well, um, we used to. Right. This is a test, Andrew Bailey. If you're listening, send us feedback. Mm-hmm. 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 So CD Projekt Red, you know who they are? You know what they've made? Uh, yes. Yes. You yes. cheater, you're reading. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they I mean, and, the game. they and, uh, another company called Fuero Games are bringing a Witcher MOBA called The Witcher Battle Arena to mobile devices. Hmm. So, yeah, not, none of that was expected. At least by me. I had no idea that this was happening. This seems like a really strange move to me. Huh. Cause The Witcher doesn't seem like, you know, a, a series that lends itself well to MOBAs. And mobile doesn't seem like a very good platform for MOBAs. Um, nope. They're, they're apparently aiming for like 10 minute, uh, matches. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Also, it's free and they're trying to like make it so that there's, I don't even know what they're selling because they're like, well, everything in the game is going to be unlockable. Like you won't have to pay any money at all. And it's like, all right. So how are you making money off of it? I don't know. I don't know, man. I, yeah, no, it's the Witcher. I can see possibly having a couple of MOBAs, but, but they're making it in Unity. So they might bring it to PC as well. That'd be weird. Maybe, but a mobile MOBA. Yeah. I can't even name one. I can't name any. Because it probably shouldn't happen. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. I don't. I, I'm not holding my breath though. Nah. That's my initial diagnosis. All right. So the creators of an upcoming facial mapping software reached out to game developers to see if any of them wanted their characters to be featured in the program. The first to respond were young horses. So now we can watch Octo Dad following a user's movements. He's kind of the perfect character for it. It's a pretty entertaining little video. Why didn't we watch that during the fringe? We can we can still watch it during the next fringe. Okay, fine. Yeah, done deal. Yeah. Um. Then I I definitely encourage our users or our listeners to go and and watch it because it's you know a little thirty second clip and it's pretty funny watching because uh, you know he's he's his character is based off of ragdoll animations so essentially he's just ragdoll following the you know the person's head movements it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> um. So the Ouya. Ooh, yeah. Still trying to hold on to relevance here. They um, have started testing a yearly subscription model. So they had, um, you know, a brief time where they were selling a limited quantity of uh, a sixty-dollar um, product package thing, where it gives you access to essentially all of the games that they have on their store. It's like eight hundred plus titles for a year. Um, and if this goes successfully, they'll probably make it into an actual, you know, official public program where you can have a yearly subscription, uh, for, I, I don't know how much it'll be. That's probably one of the things that they're testing out is, is this a good price point for it? You know, yeah. um, because, you know, what happens is if, if a user like buys a game on the store, the game developer still gets the cut that they would normally um, from somebody actually giving them that much money. Hmm. So if they discover that, you know, having people pay 60 bucks and then people like go and download tons and tons and tons of games, um, that might not be financial viable for them because yeah. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if it happens. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting concept, mm-hmm. especially since 
60 bucks is not that much for no. an entire year. No. That's that's one console game. That's five bucks a month. That's the that's five bucks a month. That's the old uh, RuneScape subscription price. Oh yeah. <laughs> and when you get over eight hundred games, probably even better. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh look at that! So that's all of the news that we found. <laughs> Yay! Uh, no, no. Oh, so in between our last episode and this episode, the Steam Summer Sale happened. Yay! Oh, everybody, go watch the YouTube video. Uh, Awol Gaben that I'm going to put in the uh, in the in the show notes uh, because it is an amazing amazing video. Um, the graphics are so original; it's just it's incredible. It's yeah, everything is so beautifully well done. That's an ugly link. I'll get the link later. Um, get a so, good link. So Steam Summer Sale. Um, things that popped out at me. I mean, I don't own. I I do own most of the games that I want. So Steam Summer Sales have become kind of less interesting to me yep. except for the fact that we are at camp of course and amongst a bunch of teenagers who don't own all of the games that they want and they mostly have cash and not always credit cards so i get to be their enabler and buy them games through on during steam summer sales and encourage them to get games because the more games that i sell to them um the more steam trading cards i can get just by spending money through the steam summer sale um I feel like the mafia a little bit. It feels good. Uh, so what would you do if I started offering that? Um, I don't know. You're my friend, so whatever. <laughs> I mean, you don't even like the uh, Steam trading cards, so yeah, I'd just probably right. get them from you. Yeah, probably. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, there were some things that I actually bought for myself, like uh, I bought Jazz Punk before I remembered that you already have it and I can play it anyway. Pass junk. Um, also, I bought Nidhog, which is... Nidhog. Do you, Have you heard of it? Definitely sounds familiar. It is a, a 2D um, fencing game where it's very, very simple. There, There's only, like, you can you can move back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's, you can thrust up, down, or, or, yeah, up, down, or middle. And you can parry up, down, or middle. And you just, like, go back and forth with the other player trying to hit the other person. When you hit them, they die. Yep, they die immediately. One hit kills. Wow. And then you get to run for a little while unhindered until they respawn in front of you and then you know you fight again until one of you wins and then whichever one wins gets to run for a little bit um and then you know and the ultimate goal is to get to the end of the map um in either direction whichever direction you happen to be going and then when you get to the end of the map a dragon eats you because nidhog is like the dragon in viking folklore or in in viking um legend that is nibbling at the the um, roots of the world tree, mm. Yggdrasil. Um, Yggdrasil. That, sure. Well, I mean, you, it sounds like you're putting a Latin spin on it. Possibly. I have no idea how Vikings speak, but I'm going to Sweden, so maybe I'll find out. Uh, you'd need to learn Icelandic, but yes. Mm, yeah, I suppose. I'm not going to, though. <laughs> well, Icelandic is known as one of the most difficult languages to learn. Exactly. Remember when that one volcano erupted and disrupted a bunch of... Uh, uh, you know, airplane traffic and, um, yep. everybody, you know, all those newscasters were tr- struggling to say its name. Yep. Yeah. Impossible. Um, so yeah, that's Nidhog. I, I was going to buy the, the regular pack, which was like six bucks, but then I saw that the two pack was like a dollar fifty more and I was like, oh, hey, look, Ben Larson also wants that. I guess I'll just buy the two pack and get, give him the other one <laughs> because why not? Um, I also got Real Mist, the masterpiece edition, which is, uh, you know, the classic Mist, but made, remade in 
a 3D, a full 3D environment. And then the Masterpiece Edition, I think, gives you the option of either going through the game, um, you know, navigating it as a 3D game or navigating it as a the point-and-click that it originally was, but still rendered in 3D, which sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think I have... Well, no, I just have the real Mist, the regular real Mist, which is still the detached mm-hmm. 3D world that lets you run around in it. So Yeah, yep. Um, I also bought Towerfall Ascension. Um, that was... We've talked about it before. I don't. Re- I don't know if you remember. Nope. It's. Uh, it was originally on Ouya. Ouya. And it is kind of. It's. It's a two D um, brawler, but it's. It like I think all of the characters use archery, um, and the the guys at Polygon describe it as kind of the. It, it was the Super Smash Bros. Uh, for the Ouya. Um, and they loved it. They just, <laughs> they loved the pants off of this game. Um, and they, you know, they could not recommend it highly enough. So I was like, well, I do need some party games that I can just play with people on my PC. Party! Once I get some controllers. Um, you know, so Towerfall Ascension it is. Um, and then I also got Leviathan Warships. Remember that game with the wonderful smooth jazz trailer? That was hilarious. Um, also, uh, Night of the Rabbit. I don't know why I'm so interested in that game. It just looks really cool. <laughs> it looks like a really cool story game. Um, Year Walk, the, that game on the iPad that your sister's been playing, that's also based on Norse mythology. Mm. Um, and that one's on PC, so I bought it. It was on sale. Um, and then the final hours of Titanfall, which is just a little digital book, essentially, about the development of Titanfall. Cause that kind of thing interests me. Mm. So yeah. I don't know. I didn't spend too much money. Oh, maybe I did. <laughs> I just, hang on. I just edited it up in my head. Seven fifty, eight fifty, nine dollars, ten dollars, and fifteen seventy-five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not overboard. No. I have tons of money. Cash. Yeah. No. Tons of cash. Um. So reviews. You have a couple. You have a couple of games to review. I do. Oh my. When was the last time this happened? Um. That you had a game to review? Yeah. Goat Simulator? Possibly. <laughs> you had to have reviewed something in between that. But anyway. Anyways. Um, so, <clears throat> I'll do an actual review first, and then I'll do closing thoughts on a game that I've been working on since it first came out back in 2011. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job, that. Yeah, things kind of got distracting, and it didn't suck me in quite enough until close to the end. But oh well. Um so the first game that I'm gonna review is called A Story About My Uncle. You're welcome for buying that. Thank you for buying that. Um because how much was it? It was like six or seven bucks? I don't remember. I uh, I don't remember. Okay. Maybe it was maybe it was ten fifteen. Maybe. Maybe. Um all in all it was a really very good game. Um the graphics were were very pretty and there were definitely a couple things that could have used a little bit more detail, in my opinion, but I'm also a bit of a game snob and graphic snob and, well, snob snob. Um, PC. PC snob, yes. Also, has anyone been writing down titles? Oh, no. <laughs> Ryan will have to just listen through and find funny things. We'll let him do that. Mm-hmm. If he wants. Okay. Oh, no. Know what you should do? What should I do? Don't put in any marker so he's forced to listen to the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. Oh, in, 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 should I take out the start and end markers as well? Maybe. No. <laughs> hey, we don't want to piss him off. I suppose, I suppose. 
especially because he's nice enough to, you know, let us into his house and let us use his equipment for well, this. He whole wasn't thing. here, was True. he? His mom let us in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, um, graphics wise, it was, it, all in all, it was really very cool. Um, voice acting, it didn't really sound very real. The guy who was doing the narration, he had a nice voice, but he was incredibly monotone. Mm. Um, or not incredibly monotone, but fairly monotone. He was not. No emotions. Not emotional. No, no. Not very expressive with his voice. And yeah. Um, I know there was some hidden stuff that was kind of fun to go and find. Um, platforming elements of the game were fantastic, but well, it was designed they better to be because that's what the game platformer. was. Um, so in the game, you got two tools. You got a glove that, um, had a tractor beam that would pull you up to wherever you had attached it to. And essentially you would... Was there any limits to what you could attach it to? There were later on in the game. Initially, no. Um, but later on, any reflective surface, so like ice and mm-hmm. snow, mm. it would not attach to. So you had to aim for just the rock. So kind of like the way that Portal started introducing more and more uh, rooms with less and less portable surfaces. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and you also only had three tethers that you could use at a time. Hmm. Oh, yeah, and, to, and then you had to touch the ground to recharge it? Then you had to either touch the ground or you could use the third one on a crystal, mm. and that would recharge it as well. Um, so there was the tether tool, and then there was also rocket boots and rocket boosters. Which saved your butt. Well, which saved my butt on more than one occasion. I am Boba Fett. Um, so let's see. Uh, well, obviously the platforming element was my favorite part of the game. There were some really difficult parts, actually. Some absolutely fantastically difficult parts. The, for me, the most difficult part, um, so there's this one point towards the later end of the game where you're in a narrow passageway. The only place that you can attach to are the stalactites, and as soon as you attach to it, it starts to fall. Nice. So, narrow passageway, shooting between stalactites, and if you don't let it go fast enough, you smack your face into it, and then it (laughs) falls at the same rate as you. So it doesn't just fall, or you can't just fall and then grab onto another thing. It sits and it blocks your vision. Yeah, that does sound difficult. (laughs) And possibly frustrating if you're not very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all in all, it took maybe one or two minutes... If you were just to do a straight run through, mm-hmm. it took me maybe 20 minutes or more. Speaking of which, apparently somebody beat Fallout 3 in like 20 minutes. How? I don't know. I just saw that headline and I was like, impressive. Yeah. Maybe I should have put it in there. Anyway. Oh, well. Oh, well. Because I remember seeing that too, but oh, well. People can go look it up on their own. Mm-hmm. They're, um, in, they're intelligent internet age people. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. On occasion. Um, Let's see. The story was not... Very deep. Actually, there wasn't really much... So their uncle was not very interesting? Not really. I mean, he made a lot of cool things. And you do meet some frog people in there. Frog people make frog every people. story better. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> okay. So the game starts out with you in your uncle's house. Makes sense. And you go up to the top floor where there's an observatory as well as a trash removal system. And you activate the trash removal system while you're on it, kind of by accident, I think. Or maybe it's on purpose, I don't remember. But you end up getting, um, and it's like a teleportation thing. It's not just, oh, something opens up on the floor and it gets tossed out into it. It's not, it's not like the, uh, trash compactor in Ellie's, uh, garage area, <laughs> nope. Borderlands 2. Nope. Sorry. Nope. I'm not getting crushed in that one. 
Um, we should have that. Um, but, uh, you get transported into this land where your uncle supposedly is, um, and where he had been. And you find out that the, he accidentally, or he accidentally created these frog people. Hmm. Um, are they sentient? Yes. Oh, good. He has created life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And, oh my gosh, I just realized what the game is. It's a metaphor for um, the cave Oh, in Plato's Republic. Oh. It's a metaphor for the allegory of the cave. Yes. That's complicated. Mm-hmm. Okay, Be- I'll have to keep that in mind when I play it. Because you meet two kind of cities of these frog people. One of them is inside the cave, uh-huh. um, where you first start out. And the only thing that they have really to build with is trash. Hmm. Oh, because so, that's where the trash removal system mm-hmm. comes out. Okay. And they fear everything of the outside and going through the cave and, um, and the powers, they, they simply revere the crystals which you use to power your suit. They do not utilize the energy within. Hmm. And then once you go out, you find a city that had built itself on those powers, the powers of those crystals. And it's in the light and it's absolutely amazing and incredible. Cool. And then those those frog people are outside of the cave. You said okay, cool. Yeah. Why to... did it take me that long to get that reference? Um, I don't know. Mm. Okay. Well, that's my guess at it anyway. Otherwise, the game was what two or three, maybe four hours long total, depending on how good you are at platforming, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um. So not incredibly long. A lot of fun. Really cool. Um. Yeah. Um. All in all, I'd say maybe five or ten bucks because it's not very long. It mm-hmm. the story is not incredibly gripping, and the characters don't suck you in because they don't have enough time to. Um, but the platforming elements are fantastic. Um, it's a very pretty game, very yep. well done visually, um, for the most part. Sounds like a worthy indie title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good one. All right, and then on to the second thing, which I was going to talk about. So this thing actually I reviewed a while back. Um. Because I had started playing it a little bit, stopped, and then I started it up again and finished it over this break. And that is Dragon Age 2. I figured I might as well start it since, you know, Inquisition was coming up. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to play through those in time. No. Oh man. Well, I have. That makes me sad. It, each game is like worth 40 or 50 hours. Maybe well, more. That's, that, yeah, that's, I mean. Assuming you go through, that's your definitely life. on the outside of you know the amount of time that I've spent in any of my games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If if we make like a bell curve, it, that's well past the peak of the bell curve. And I mean, if you're like me, so like Dragon Age Origins, in the beginning, there's like six different ways that you can start. Mm-hmm. You can have either. Did you try all six of them? Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, there's achievements for doing each six starting thing. Wait, really? For each starting thing, yeah. Wait, Dragon Age Origins actually has Steam achievements. I'm not sure if it's Steam achievements, but yeah, achievements. Oh, I don't care about those. In-game. Well, if they're not... They might have Steam achievements. You can go and look it up while I'm talking, okay? Oh, I suppose I can. <laughs> <laughs> Since when are you French? Anyway. um, We? We. We. We are French? We. We. All right. Um, We would like to play. Yes. So, a lot of the... um, uh, The graphic... Or a lot of the issues that I had with it before... Which was, in many ways, the graphical stuff, um, simply because it was not optimized. Mm-hmm. 
And so it would, there was a lot of lag that would go on unless your computer was absolutely top of the line when it first came out. And mm -hmm. I, I overbraked. That's another exciting thing that happened is I did order that 770. Oh, yeah. Put it into my desktop and wee, wee, and it didn't lag. Now you have like mostly no real bottlenecks aside. You don't have an SSD, do you? No. Yeah. So that's the only bottleneck that you really have at this point mm -hmm. is load times. Mm hmm. Which I'm fine with it not necessarily being the fastest so long as it loads. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, one sec. Okay. Um, so I mean, it's still ridiculous in that it wasn't, pardon me, completely optimized and I actually still had a couple moments where the game would lag a little bit. Wow. So it was big. It's the game was bulky. Um, in that sense. And that did detract from me enjoying the game. Overall, the story was not nearly as big or as grand of a, sp uh, scope as Origins. As Origins. Um, but it's really hard to get it to the level of Origins. Yeah. Like, it sounds like Inquisition is going to do that, but it's hard to do that. It's hard to do that. It takes a while to do that. That's why we've been following Inquisition for what? Couple years? <sighs> Seems like it. Yeah. Wait, how long have we been doing this? Oh my goodness. We've it's been... maybe a year. Yeah, yeah. Because this is the second summer since it was dreamed up. Since uh, since 8-Bit was dreamed up? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I feel <laughs> old. Mm-hmm. Come September, it'll be... Third season. Third season. Woo! Woo! This is going to be great. So this is, I suppose, in some ways, the season closer, isn't it? Um... Well, I mean, the the summer episodes have always been kind of, you know, the in-betweeners, the... Interims. Yeah, interims. Yeah. Um, the special episodes. Special. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so I guess my question for you, yes. since, since I haven't... Well, I, I haven't played either of them, but say I have played Dragon Age Origins, haven't played Dragon Age 2 yet, mm -hmm. looking forward to uh, Inquisition, mm -hmm. is it worth playing Dragon Age 2... Uh, you know, before Inquisition. Inquisition comes out, like I don't know if they're gonna have anything to recount what happened into, okay. but number two definitely has backstory to Inquisition. It, it it's essentially okay. the prequel to Inquisition, and you could oh really, the whole thing is just okay. So the it starts out with um one of your companions being interrogated by a member of the Inquisition. Oh. Trying to find the champion who is your character. Oh, okay. And find out what happened. And find out how and the all of this started. The crossbow guy that they showed off in one of the trailers for Inquisition was a crossbow guy from Dragon Age Two. Yeah, Varric. Yeah, Dwarvish. Dwarvish. I guess so. He was. He was. Low pretty... V neck that went down to about halfway down his stomach yeah. and lots of chest hair. Pretty cocky. Yep. That's pretty... Varric. Yep. <laughs> um. So. I would say yes. If you want to play Inquisition, you're going to want to play too, simply to understand what happened before and what led up to the events in um, Inquisition. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Cool. Because there's definitely some big things up there, and there are there's definitely some parts that will tug at your heartstrings. You do get a little attached to some of the characters, and there are some points where it's just like Ayaha, why Ayaha, Ayaha. Are you, so. you going to type that in? Don't do it. I can't spell that. Uh, A U Flem. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, so I don't know. The story, the story was much better than I expected. 
Um, it was much more linear than the first dra- or than Dragon Age Origins, which I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of. Um, yeah, but it was still fairly good. Um, I guess my only other big complaint about it was that, and I think I might have mentioned this in my first review, is that they reuse the dungeons. Oh yeah, you did mention that. There's like two or three dungeon areas that they made, and then they, for each of the dungeons that you go into, it's just a portion of those. Mm. Yeah. I also remember you mentioning, I think, that they like arbitrarily just, uh, block off areas of the map with like no explanation. Like there's just some carts in your way until you've progressed along part of the story until you can get in there. Yeah. 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 Oh well. Oh well. All in all, it was, it was a very fun game. And although it wasn't nearly as good as Origins was, mm-hmm. it's still good and worth playing. So um, like kind of the, the, Arkham, or Batman Arkham Origins, you know, of the series. Because Sam Sam described Arkham Origins as, it's definitely the worst of the series, but it's still one of my favorite games around. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're both very good series. Yes. When is, when is Inquisition coming out? Is that, is that this holiday, or is that 2015? Um, Either way, it'll be too soon for me, because I won't have time. Dragon Age Inquisition release date. Um, uh, will be available on October 7th in NA oh. and October 10th in Europe. Oh! Happy birthday! Oh. <laughs> I need to start Dragon Age Origins now. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, you've needed to start it for a while. Hey, Rocket, start downloading it. I command thee. All right, I'll do it myself later. Never mind. Um, yeah, so. So. Ne- next, um, next is the, uh, next week preview. Ha! Funny, we're not doing another one of these episodes until I'm in Sweden, most likely. Most likely. Most likely. I mean, like, literally, I leave camp early, you know, I'm I'm missing out on takedown, and I'm getting on a flight to go to Sweden, like, the day after. Jeez. This is going to be fun. It will be. I still need to book the flight, <laughs> but at least I have applied for a Swedish visa. By the way, that costs $150. Applying? Yeah, just applying. Uh-huh. I don't know. Mm. But Sweden. But Sweden. I want to meet Robes, King of Sweden. Bork. It'll be great. Bring me back some Bork. Oh, yeah. I Have I started? Have I made a list of things that people want? I need to make a list. Yeah. Actually, the only thing that I asked you to bring me back was some Milka. That was a kind of chocolate, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Some of my favorite chocolate. I'll just buy some Hershey's when I get back. You won't notice the difference, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I'm a good, honest person, right? Oh, oh, I forgot to mention. Um, Sonya gave me early birthday presents. Uh, one of them was, oh, dear. uh, it was a, um, have you ever heard of Wreck This Journal? No. It's a, so it's a journal that, um, each page has, like, a different thing for you to do to the journal. Um, you know, and they're, like, one of them is just, like, color color this page completely, you know, with whatever. Um, you know, another one is, um, break the spine of the journal. Another one, you know, is, there's, like, you know, like, hundreds of, uh, like, 110 pages or something of just, you know, a bunch of different stuff to do to this journal. And, and they're all, well, the point of it is to wreck it. But I'm going to do it while I'm in Sweden, and I'm going to, like, base the things that I do on what I'm doing in Sweden. Hopefully. I'm going to wreck it. It'll be fun. I'm going to wreck it. That was a good movie. 
That was surprisingly. I I went into it going, ah, they're just taking advantage of video game culture. This isn't going to be very good. But it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I like pleasant surprises. I do too. So, this has been Eight Bit. I'm Ian Buck, and I'm Ian signing off. See you in the fall. Totally says that he's like. Uh-huh. Ro- he says that he's. It says that he's here essentially. Either he's over across the street in the park, or he's like sleeping in the room right next door. Huh. Bathroom. I was just in the bathroom. Hang on. Okay. Let's check his bedroom. <laughs> Crawl in with him if he's not there, or if he is there. Any luck? No, no Ryan. No Ryan. But apparently he got a Nexus Seven. 2013 edition and didn't tell me? Oh. And he installed Android L on it. Android L. Yeah, it's the next big release, um, probably going to come this fall, that they were showing off during Google I.O. And it's super exciting and looks totally different. And You didn't know that I usually do that. Um, well, since you, you know, didn't make them capitalize the first time through, I was like, oh, he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's silly of you to think. The sanctity of the show notes has been violated. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do this thing. Yep. So I don't hit the space bar. I hit the control M, right? Good man. Yeah. No, you hit control W. I don't think control W does anything in Audacity, but I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Whee! <laughs> now, Whee! So, this past weekend, Steam held their huge summer sale. Uh, I picked up Rise of Nations, among a few other things, and I did this for mostly two reasons. Number one, I remember playing it ten years ago at a friend's house, and I really liked it. And number B, I want to tell that Microsoft that it's okay to, for them to release their games on Steam. I mean... Number B. Number B. Well, yeah. Yeah. I did, I did like the, uh, Steve is, uh, Steve Orvis's, um comment that you have a different voice for, like, you know, feedback from different people. And I, so I, I had to go back and listen to it again. <laughs> Kind of, okay. yeah. I mean, I had to listen to it at 1x speed, which, you know, is terrible, but no, it's terrible. It takes too long. It doesn't. It doesn't.